what's going on guys this is uh mr off grid i know last time i kind of sound like a robot i was going off of a script today we're doing things off script we're gonna talk about batteries now i will be honest when i first started moving up here and doing uh off grid stuff i didn't really know much about batteries and with uh, some education and, you know, studying, I was able to kind of find where um, these things kind of made sense. So I'll share that with you today. One of the things that I learned is sizing your battery bank. When you size your battery bank, you kind of get an idea for how long you can run things. So, like, if you have a freezer, a fridge, um, lights, TVs, whatever it is that you're wanting to run, you want to look at how many amps they draw, at how many volts, that tells you how many watts, using Ohm's Law. Doing that, you can kind of look at your inverter, say, this is the inverter I want. For us, we're running 800 watts which seems to do us good for right now. That takes care of our freezer, the TVs, the lights, uh, whatever that we need. And in doing so, what you can do is take that total wattage of what your inverter can handle and then compare it to your battery bank size. So, like, for instance, if I'm... Well, we'll use my house, for instance. If you take 12 watts, or not 12 watts, uh, 12 volts times that by 1,100 amps, because I have 11 100-amp-hour batteries, that gets me my total watt-hours. And then what I do is I divide that by my inverter size and then that what that gets us is like how many hours we can run things and that that kind of gives you an idea of okay am I going to be able to last until um, I run the generator again is it gonna last until I uh, get you know enough sunlight to power my solar panels to charge my batteries now, another thing about batteries that you kind of have to keep an eye out for are, are they going to be sealed or are they non-sealed batteries? With sealed, you don't have to uh, put distilled water into them and keep them running uh, efficiently. Because what you're doing is that the batteries don't actually run off of um, battery acid, while they do use it, they use the electrolytes that are being made from the distilled water and mixed with the um, battery acid. With sealed, you don't have to do that. Everything is enclosed. You're not worrying about off-gassing. Um, although they do come with their own risks, like overcharging 
they don't have a vent. They are not able to push out the water. And so, therefore, they they uh, expand. They can cause a lot of havoc. But if you are charging your batteries correctly, that shouldn't be a problem for you. Another thing that we kind of have to look at when doing our battery bank is the kind of wiring. You don't want to get thin wiring to where um, you're not getting enough power or you cause a, uh, a uh, overheat in the wire, cause a fire, that kind of thing. You got to make sure that whatever you're running, you have safety protocols for them, like a bus bar, fuses, that kind of thing that go in between the batteries. So if one battery were to short out, it doesn't take the rest with them. Uh, it kind of cuts off the power to the other batteries. Another thing is, is that when you are doing the wiring, you want to make sure that you're able to kind of trace the wiring back. You're able to tell what wiring is what, where it goes where. Keep things nice and neat. So if you do have an issue, it's an easy maintenance fix. It's just done and done. Um, for instance, if uh, let's say you have 12-volt lighting, the lighting suddenly doesn't work, you want to be able to find out what wire what wires go to that lighting and then be able to repair it, whether it be a short or a fuse that broke or uh, anything like that. Now, when you go to do your batteries, depending on what kind of batteries you do do, um, there are several different types. There are AGM batteries. They are a absorbed glass mat battery. They do not require any maintenance, no water, nothing like that. Uh, they have um, flooded lead acid. Those come in sealed and not. And then, of course, everyone's personal favorite is lithium. Now, charging these, you can't just use one charger for every kind of battery. Uh, that's not going to work. So if you were to use a normal car charging battery that on a uh, lithium battery, you are going to destroy your battery. It is not going to work. Uh, most likely what's going to happen, uh, from what I've heard and some of the stories out there, is that you will end up blowing your battery up, shorting it out, or, worst case scenario, causing it to catch fire. Now, if you've ever seen anything online about lithium batteries, you will know they are hard to extinguish when they are on fire. That's because lithium isn't a uh, reactive metal. It doesn't like water. It doesn't like uh, really being on fire. It's a very aggressive metal. Uh that's why, like, if you look at some of the stats from, oh, the last year and car fires and 
uh, you know, battery-powered cars, electric cars, is that these cars take longer to extinguish, and sometimes they have to submerge the car in order to keep it um, from catching fire again. Sometimes that takes a week to a month. Depends on really what kind of situation this is in. But back to charging. Um, with lead acid, you can use a normal uh, battery charger. You know, you can find them at Bymart, Walmart, Amazon, your local uh, auto repair shop, or not auto repair shop, uh, auto parts store. Um, and that what, you know, it, it is easier to charge them that way, but you want to make sure that you are keeping an eye on your battery percentage, how many water, how many volts are going in, how many amps, is it going to overcharge it? Is it going to shorten my lifespan on that battery or batteries? There are a lot of things to come into account with. They do sell a battery charger that is able to take care of all three of these types of batteries. It is the Vitron. Uh, it is a smart charger. What it does is it looks at the voltage, looks at the amps. It decides where it needs to charge. Um, you know, whether it be fast charging, float charging, or even uh, trickle charging. That what that does is it maintains the um, life of your battery. Now, AGM batteries. Those are kind of like lead acid batteries, except for they are, instead of using lead, they use an absorbed glass mat. Uh, they do not require any uh, maintenance they take care of themselves pretty much. Um, they are not able to be charged with a normal car charging battery. Or car charger battery. Um, or car charger. Excuse me. Um, with that, another thing is, is that you cannot... Uh, hook these these different battery types into a series now like i said in the last segment you cannot uh hook these guys into these you know different battery types into a chain or a series or anything what you you want to call it in doing so you're going to cause problems because these guys are not compatible when you're looking at a battery, you want to look at how many amp hours it has. You're not looking at the, the cold cranking amps. You're not looking at any of that. You're looking at how many amp hours does this battery have? Is it compatible with the other battery that I have? If you were to, say, have a 200 amp hour battery hooked in a parallel with a 100 amp, you're going to ruin it. I can't say the same thing for series because I don't know that personally. Uh, if you are interested in using a 200 amp battery in a series with your battery, 
system with it being a 100 amp, you might want to look into that. As far as my knowledge goes, I do not believe that they carry a lead-acid battery that is 200 amp hours. I could be wrong. Again, uh, for all I know, that could be the D12 batteries for the uh, backhoes and trackhoes and whatever. Um, and knowing that AGM batteries, they do come in different sizes. Uh, I believe 100 and 200 amp hour. Again, you want to make sure that you match these guys together. You don't want any kind of issues. Most times, AGM batteries are sold as a uh, off-grid solution to power. So most of the time, they will have a warranty with them. Uh, if used incorrectly, though, most times what it'll do is uh, void the warranty. You won't be able to get a replacement, repair it, or anything like that. It's all up to operator error. Um, knowing that you want to make sure that you do your research about your batteries, your battery size, um, and all, definitely how many batteries you need. Because uh, doing that, what you're going to want to do is that make sure that your wiring that you're getting is going to be able to support the amount of amps that's going to be running through it. If it has too many amps and it goes over that, it's going to cook your wire, possibly cause a fire. And obviously, you don't want that. Um, no one wants that. <laughs> now we come back to the inverter. Uh, the inverter, depending on what kind you get, you want to make sure that it can support the voltage that your, your battery system is hooked up to. So if you decide to hook up into a 12 volt series or 12 volt system, then a 12 volt inverter is what you're gonna want because you're not gonna be able to power a 24 volt nor a 48 volt. That's just gonna totally limit your thing down to 12 volt. And doing 12 volt, what you're doing is you're you're narrowing your option to um, from around. The lowest, I think, is like 50 watts for an inverter to the maximum probably being 1,000, 2,000 watts. Um, 3,000 is the, is the limit, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 24 volt is anywhere from 4,000 to uh, four, uh, yeah, I think 5,000. Um, most systems I've seen that are 5,000 watts are going to be your 48-volt si system. And again, like I said in the previous or the past segments, is that you want to be able to sh make sure that you're able to power 5,000 watts. Because whatever power that thing uses is coming out of your battery bank. That means that that's the less time that you have to run. So... If you're wanting to, say, make it to where it's 30 hours that your system's able to run something, you want to make sure that you can calculate it to where it can calculate how many batteries 
can run for 30 hours at that wattage. With that, there are systems where you can uh, split phase it, make it 10,000 watts. Um, you know, they communicate with each other. You just hook up two plugs and your house is powered, whatever it is, whether it be industrial, home, you know, you're wanting to run your dishwasher, refrigerator, freezer, uh, the lights in your house, the vacuum cleaner, all that stuff. All that stuff takes a lot of wattage. So if you're wanting the, the normal home setting in an outdoor living, you want to make sure that you are able to accommodate that. Now this kind of brings us to our last segment. When you are doing this, you want to make sure that whatever battery system type that you're using follows a specific charging, wiring, everything. Like I've said before, uh, you want to have safety precautions in place. So uh, this last summer, we had an issue with one of the cords in our house. It was sparking. We had precautions set in place where we were able to trip the breaker uh, before it became an issue. We were able to replace the plug. We tested it. We made sure that there was no uh, shorting of any kind before we plugged it back in. And knowing that, you want to make sure that if your breaker does not trip... And the worst comes to worst that you have some measures put in place. My recommendation is always have a fire extinguisher by your batteries. Um, fire extinguishers, they're going to be a little bit different for what you're needing. Uh, so like the ABC fire extinguishers, those uh, take care of like paper, uh, trash, or paper, gasoline, and uh, electrical. Well, batteries aren't normal electrical, so you're going to want to do a little bit of research, see what works for you. If you're running a lithium, you're going to want a Class D fire extinguisher. Those are more expensive uh, types of fire extinguishers. They are for metal, uh, you know, flammable metals like uh, magnesium lithium that kind of thing they are more of a uh drop kind of solution you, you kind of slough the uh chemical on top so if the batteries are not at a such a bad state where you're able to kind of slough it on there and kind of kill it then that'd be more of a solution for you but if it's blazing and my recommendation is just gather call your local fire department get taken care of um again use that as a life lesson see what could have went wrong what did go wrong and then implement that into your next system as a precaution most times these lithiums are smart batteries, so they will have a 
temperature sensor on them that triggers the charger or the inverter to shut off and you know prevent that from happening but in the worst case scenario that it doesn't you want to have a solution uh lead acid i really couldn't tell you i would say probably an abc fire extinguisher work um most cases they do uh agm probably the same because there is no um flammable metal in there because it's lead and then uh the agm is of course um glass mat so using your knowledge to your batteries that should tell you what's acceptable um breakers are a big thing they do prevent a lot of damage um if you're running just a small system not running much a normal um surge protractor like a uh, power strip that will work it'll cause it to turn off at the first sign of a short anything like that those are pretty nice if you're running a big operation like f freezer and fridge and dishwasher vacuum cleaner you know etc where it is a big power load then you're going to want to do a normal housebreaker that's able to take care of that now there are inverters out there of course if you're going to be running that kind of stuff off your battery system you're most likely going to be using a bigger inverter some of these bigger inverters do not have plugins they in fact have wire-ins so you wire in the uh cords that you desire so my recommendation would be to run uh, your house through a uh, breaker system that goes to the um, power inverter. And uh, I think that should be it. Um, you guys are welcome to comment, ask questions. Um, if you guys have any tips, stuff like that, something that you want to share with the group. Let me know. I will try to make them into the next episode. Thank you.